Welcome back, everyone. Yes, this you are hearing this right. You are seeing it correctly on the uh, podcast app, uh, whether you use Spotify, iHeart, uh, Apple, or Google Podcasts. You saw it right. Drew Code is back, everyone. I am your host, Andrew Wright, and over in his living room is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody. Hey, hey, everybody. What's going on? It's been a minute since we've talked to you guys, so we appreciate you guys for tuning in and joining us. Uh, I don't think we've had any fuller of an episode than we do uh, today, Drew, if I have to say so myself. So we're, we're, we're all very excited to get it going again. But before we do, you guys, don't forget to head over to social media and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Drew Coat Sports Talk. And also, don't forget to check us out on DrewCoatSportsTalk.com. So, with that being said, guys, let's get right into the episode. So, please enjoy. All right. Well, uh, man, I'm excited to be back. We had a whole month off. And uh, <laughs> there, there, was, there was a reason for that. <laughs> there was. Lots of reasons, um, actually. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long month for me, man. Um, but um, you know, before I, maybe before I get into all my stuff, I mean, how how have you been? I mean, I know you and I, you know, have been able to talk on and off a little bit, but um, you know, how have you been? Uh, so far, so good. It's been a believe it or not, during that month, it was pretty busy and chaotic for the most part, as you know, as I've been briefing you for uh, on Polo, Mar- thank God for Marco Polo or else we'd probably never be able to talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> I probably briefed you like every other day about what stress is or whatever is going on. And so, yeah, man, it was a, it was a busy April, but we're in May now, believe it or not. And so yeah. we're off to a good start and back doing root code. So things yeah. are almost getting back to normal. So yeah um it was it was crazy um you know we i think we took a week off um because we were just busy Mm -hmm. and then the next week um on like saturday friday or saturday i don't remember um my wife and i our our washer and dryer went out Mm -hmm. we're like oh man so that was kind of a pain. So we had to go and like, we were going to go look for one and, and my wife and, and, uh, her grandma, um, went and looked for one and we were, we were, we were able to find one. So that was, that was good. But then, uh, the next day I went and did a uh, physical test for, um, the police Academy and, uh, had to do a, a six foot wall jump, mm-hmm. uh, which I have done before. Um, but because you have to have uh, a physical test within that same year to get into the police academy. So I had to do it again. Mm -hmm. So uh, I hop this metal fence and I kind of slip at the top and my mind is going to, oh, no, I slipped versus, oh, I need to land. Mm -hmm. And so when I ended up landing, I landed straight legs and my knee um, hyperextended and someone yelled they heard they heard a pop and mm-hmm. so um i went down i was in it was hard it, it was like the same day that jamal murray yeah his acl mm-hmm. and i remember seeing him on the ground and i was like that's exactly how i was i was like mm-hmm. scooting myself 
in because I was in so much pain. So um, that was that was scary. Um, but, um, you know, after all that, I wasn't able to walk on it for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I had to use crutches if I were going to do anything. It was really difficult to like straight leg it and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a difficult time. Uh, but luckily we was able to go see, uh, doctors, nothing broke, nothing was dislocated. So that was good. Mm -hmm. Um, and the doctor believes it's not an ACL tear. It seems like it might be an ACL sprain. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I still haven't gotten an MRI in a whole month, but, um, I'm, I am scheduled for one. So that's what we went through all month and actually the very next day after i got my knee hurt my wife got into an accident and her car got totaled so yeah it was three days of just everything breaking (laughs) washer and dryer (laughs) a knee and then a car so yeah it was it was a very stressful time so there was real reasons why we weren't here for a whole month it was just we were busy, but also there was a lot going on and we had to focus on a lot more things. So, yeah, but it's, it's all starting to come together again. So, you know, now we can't, we can't, uh, we can't forget about Drew Code anymore, you know, got to no. but I will say, I will say though, that our health and family and stuff comes before this, of course. Yes. So we would never yeah. pick this above all that. And mm-hmm. even still though, um, I think like a week after you injured yourself, I took you to one of your appointments because I got to be there for you. And it worked out for everybody, which was good. Cause I think that was the day that you went out of your straight brace into your flex brace, which like, you can just tell you were way happier after that just because you weren't, you know, barricaded down, but yeah, you know, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And so I'm hoping that you didn't tear anything, although I've already torn my ACL. So I have to get that repaired this month. So yeah, um, I've been preparing for that for a while. So. Yeah. We're just getting old, man. <laughs> and I just remember messaging you and I was like, hey, we might get our surgery on the same day. <laughs> you think that, have you ever seen that picture? It's like a meme of, I think it's uh, Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're like sharing a hospital bed and they're all messed up. And they're like one, there's like, they're sharing a, like they're, they're in their individual beds, but they're like all beaten up and they're like giving each other the thumbs up as they're like laying in their hospital bed next to each other. I've seen that picture on social media. It's like, oh, that's going to be Drew and I right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Post-surgery selfies. <That's> funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm hoping I don't need surgery, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm not going to fret about it, to be you're honest. You're not going to wait eight years to get it done like I did? No, I'm definitely not going to wait eight years because <laughs> I want to get back to the gym and I want to get back to basketball as soon as possible. So um, anyway, so we have a lot to talk about, Cody. We have. Uh, there's a lot of Raider stuff. Um, you know, there's uh, Lakers are dipping in the standings, uh, obviously, with their injuries. I mean, Dennis Schroeder, Anthony mm-hmm. Davis, LeBron James. So we'll get into a little bit of that. Um, the San Francisco Giants. Boy, oh, boy. Uh, a big surprise, probably the biggest surprise in the National League right now, um, being first in the NL West. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, tied for uh, second with uh, tied for the second best record in baseball right now. So uh, pretty big stuff. Um, but Cody, I think because it just recently happened, I think we need to talk. And, you know, football is king. 
a lot of people like football more than anything else. So mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about Raiders. And the first one I wanted to talk about, I didn't want to talk about the draft first. I wanted to talk about this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you haven't heard, uh, because, you know, you're Patrick and live under a rock, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers has basically said he wants to be out of Green Bay. Um, and then a new report came out a couple of days later where he said he'll uh, he wants the GM fired. So mm-hmm. he'll stay if the GM goes. And my thought was, if I'm Green Bay, GM was fired yesterday. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we, we already got his papers. Don't worry about it, Aaron. <laughs> no worries. He's gone. Uh, I see him in the background. Oh, yeah, he's he's get, he's uh, cleaning. No, he, he's getting in the last of his boxes right now. Don't worry yeah, about it. Don't him. worry. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but I think it's kind of crazy that they're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's like, is the GM really taking him to the playoffs or is it Aaron Rodgers? But that's right. a different debate for a different day. Um, but he did. Aaron Rodgers did um, or I guess his agent named. Uh, three teams that he really, really wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being the San Francisco 49ers. The, uh, the other team was the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the last team was the Denver Broncos. So, Cody, um, because the Raiders are mentioned, and actually right now, uh, Vegas odds, Raiders are the second pl- uh, are in second uh, in, in their uh, betting odds. Mm-hmm. first team i believe was the broncos i'll have to double check that again but my argument was this um and i'll and i'll ask you here in a second my argument is i think the raiders kind of have to do it not because i mean let's get the debate out of the way is aaron Rodgers better than Derek carr yes he is even if you're a Derek carr stan i am i think you you're mm-hmm. a, a good or a big uh, Derek Carr fan. So, you know, it's not like we're we're like this delusional person who thinks Derek Carr is the best in the league. We know he's not the best, but right. he is really good and he's not the problem with the Raiders. But mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers is going to go to a team and the Niners just drafted a quarterback and they said they're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm-hmm. let's put them out. Um, it's between the Broncos and Raiders. If it's just strictly those two teams. Mm-hmm. The Raiders cannot afford Aaron Rodgers to go to Denver. You you right. can't afford it. Okay. And yes, is it an upgraded quarterback? Absolutely. But I think the bigger thing would be we can't let Rodgers go to the Broncos because then the Raiders are facing Aaron Rodgers twice, Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes twice. And now looks like Justin Herbert is going to be in the top 10 of quarterbacks in the league. If he continues mm-hmm. what he's been doing twice a year. So as good as Derek Carr is, you know, he can't overcome a terrible defense and these phenomenal, um, you know, quarterbacks in our mm-hmm. league or in our division, excuse me. So, you know, my argument is simply this. Yes, I would love to have Aaron Rodgers on my team because he is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are some issues with that. And, and maybe we can get to that in a little bit. But um, I just think if you're the Raiders, you have to, you have to not allow the Broncos to get him. And it's unfortunate because you don't want to get rid of Derek Carr because he is younger. Mm-hmm. But at this point, you know, John Gruden hasn't really done much. So Aaron Rodgers yeah. might make him do, make him look a little bit better. Uh, who knows? But 
Um, yeah, I just, I just don't think the Raiders can afford another divisional rival having a, a top five quarterback. I just yeah. can't afford it. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? So my thoughts are, and I think I texted you about this when the news broke, and I actually do think that the reader, the Raiders should entertain this and actually maybe actually make a legitimate offer to the Packers to do so. And here's why. Derek Carr is still a younger quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, the Packers are waiting for Jordan Love essentially, but um, mm-hmm. Derek Carr does have one year left on his deal. So, I mean, yeah, he'd be a rental, but he'd be on a prove-it kind of a contract. So the argument could be that Derek Carr will probably play his best football with former teammate Devontae Adams if he's on that team. And that connection could be just as good as what Aaron Rodgers had just because yeah. they're already familiar with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, too, if you wanted to continue to keep Derek Carr, you could re-sign him to another like three-year type of contract like Kirk Cousins keeps getting from the Vikings um, mm-hmm. if you don't think Jordan Love is ready. Or if you think Jordan Love is ready, then Derek Carr will probably transition to backup, which is what rumors were if, he does, if Derek Carr doesn't succeed very well with the last year with the Raiders then he potentially will go um, as a backup as well if the Raiders decide to make a quarterback change. So either way, Derek Carr is probably looking at a backup scenario just based on you know his time in the Raiders is probably up if they don't make the playoffs or make some sort of relative noise um, in the AFC. And if he, goes, if he does go to the Packers, they probably will use him for the one year, sign him as a backup because he's a reliable starter if called mm-hmm. upon for Jordan Love, who's still developing. So that's what I see happening. But I think the Raiders do need to do it, though. I mean, I know that we had this debate with Russell Wilson, but I was making this argument that, you know, Aaron Rodgers is one of those players that I've, I kind of put him in the same category as like a Tom Brady or like a Patrick Mahomes. He just has such arm talent. He's so intelligent as a quarterback yeah. that he will turn around that football team. And, you know, even if our defense is lackluster, he has proven that he can take a lackluster defensive kind of a team and he can make that offense relevant enough to get them into the playoffs and actually be a dangerous team. And I think with if Aaron Rodgers was on the Raiders with the weapons he has, and I'm imagining too that we're going to have to probably give up an offensive asset, you know, of some kind to the Packers along with Derek Carr. It could mm. be uh, in the form of a tackle. It could be Darren Waller for all we know, you know, just yeah. to sweeten the deal. I still think that with Foster Moreau, let's say, or uh, Derek Carrier. I still think that that makes them a pretty good team because they're both very effective tight ends and they are good role players. And then you have Josh Jacobs. Um, you still have Ruggs who could – can you imagine how his speed and his ability to get open if he gets a little bit more time in this offense with Aaron Rodgers? That development could be very crucial for uh, Henry Ruggs. Um, and then also to Hunter Renfro, who's someone that plays uh, – basically before you get to first down, but can also get yards after catch. So I just think the possibilities of Aaron Rodgers on the Raiders just are very appealing. Yes, we want to avoid the Broncos getting him, but also too, I think there's a lot of positive benefits if the Raiders were to pull the trigger on this. And in my opinion, I think it does kind of catapult the Raiders into an actual playoff team and actually makes us really competitive amongst the that AFC, you know, competitive teams such as like the the uh the bills i would say would be really competitive against or the dolphins or i think in the i think uh the jets are going to be a lot more competitive so that could be a team to be a surprise and i think the raiders would be good enough to where we're getting past teams like that even the ravens i would say or pittsburgh like we'd be 
not elite, but we would be right there. We would be like one of those wild card teams or potentially, you know, coming close to winning the division. Yeah. Um, uh, quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you already said you feel like if Aaron Rodgers were on the Raiders, they're already a, they're pretty much a playoff team in your in your eyes. Right. Um, do you think if Derek Carr went to because you're right, they they would have to trade Derek Carr to the Packers and mm-hmm. it would have to be a lot of picks. I don't know if they have a lot of players other than like a Darren Waller or Josh Jacobs and they wouldn't want Jacobs. Right. Because they already have Jones. They just signed him. Um, so, I mean, they would have to, I guess, trade either Darren Waller or just a whole mess of picks. Do you mm-hmm. think the Packers would be a playoff team with Derek Carr? Um, actually, I think they, I think they would be, I think what they would need to do though, is Devonte Adams and Derek Carr would have a excellent connection. And I think, uh, what Matt LaFleur would need to do is find a way to continue to exploit that. And actually in their offense, they do a really good job at that. But I think what they would need to do then is they would need to look for another veteran wide receiver with that young core. But I, I think they could now, do I think that they're a divisional winner? Like they were this season, the past season? No, I think they're more like a wild card, but I think also too the reason why would be their defense would help that a lot because the last two seasons, even though they've kind of focused more so on the defense, it's been a it's been a more productive defensive team to where they can they can luckily play when they're playing the Bears or the Lions or in some respects the Vikings because those three teams are are still trying to figure stuff out and they're not as good as they were that the Packers, you know, just have to do enough to to be smooth offensively and defensively and they win the division. And I think that would still carry over, but I would say that their chances of winning the division are lessened just because obviously you remove Aaron Rodgers and any team becomes not as good as it was with him on the team. So Yeah, I, I would agree. I think I think there's still a um a divisional uh, winner to be honest I, I feel like the bears are really good um, but we really don't know I mean I like Justin Fields but we really don't know what he how he's going to do with Matt Nagy and, and the bears mm-hmm. um, the Vikings I feel like are kind of a mess on defense right now now they did a lot of drafting with defense so we'll see how they do um, and then uh, I'm not even going to mention the other team it's let's not even I mean Come on, guys. It's not going to be the Lions. <laughs> it's not. I'm, I'm sorry. Jared Goff doesn't make the Lions better. I'm sorry. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> no. So I, I feel like they could be a divisional winner. So, um, and God, I would, you know, as as a Derek Carr fan, um, God, I would love that because I could just yeah. be like, told you so, you know. Um, and then, you know, of course, the, uh, the Derek Carr haters would be like, well, He's got Devontae Adams and blah, blah, blah. Okay, come on. Well, yeah, yeah, Darren Waller. It's just the defense. It's a little better in Green Bay right now. So, anyway, I I agree with you on that. All right. So, Aaron Rodgers aside, Cody, we just had a draft. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you and I were texting about it. Um, I don't think I don't think you and I disagree too much on it. Mm-hmm. Um, on who they had drafted. I think you had an issue of a few players being drafted at certain times. 
right or, or where they were drafted i guess but uh overall i mean i mean the the two that that point out to me was alex leatherwood um who was our first round pick uh he's an offensive lineman he plays off he was drafted as offensive tackle they mm-hmm. said he can play guard so he might play right tackle he might play right guard um he's played both in at, at alabama so uh that's good and then we have uh trayvon morig uh, safety at a TCU. He's a guy I really liked. And I was mm-hmm. actually texting you about him uh, before day two of the draft. I was like, I want him. Um, and, um, and you were like, yeah, either safety or that linebacker out of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, so all that jazz. So um, yeah, I mean, uh, I was happy with the uh, Trayvon Morig pick and, and I actually, to be honest, I like the Alex Leatherwood pick. I think he's, I think he's fine. Um, you know, well, I mean, I guess we'll see, but he kind of, it kind of reminds me of the Colton Miller signing mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest, where, you know, I, I'll admit I wasn't, I was like, dude, like, I don't care that we picked him. It was like, he, we could have gotten him in like the third round. Mm-hmm. And there was like so many other guys that we could have grabbed in the first round. This one, there was a lot of controversy with this Alex Leatherwood pick where, uh, he was, he had a second round grade. Um, there are new reports that are out there that say uh, there were teams that were looking to get him after the Raiders mm-hmm. in the first round. Um, so they ended up saying, okay, we could either trade down, but we don't know how far we could go. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, maybe, um, maybe we'll get him in the second round. And there was a lot of teams early in the second round before the Raiders who were also talking about that they were looking at him or liked him. So apparently they got the feeling that someone was going to pick him before they were going to be able to in the second round. So they ended up just drafting him and mm-hmm. then trading up to get Trayvon Morick. I don't have a problem with it, to be honest. Um, and and I, I'll get to mine in a second, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts on Raiders draft overall, not just about Alex Leatherwood. Um, so those two first picks, I mean, you can make the argument for them and you know, they're fine. I mean, I do agree that our first round pick pick should have gone towards like a offensive lineman, whether it be tackle or guard. I, and I had mentioned that in a couple episodes, I really think we need to look into that into the draft because, you know, we did lose some prominent, um, you know, offensive linemen that essentially, protected Derek Carr and we're essentially re-signing some guys we let go of of course uh, Rodney Hudson which we've talked about before um we let go of uh, we traded away Gabe Jackson so there's a lot of addresses that need to be done on the offensive line so the so the Alex Leatherhead uh, Leatherwood excuse me I'm not completely upset with but as I'm looking through some of the I'm looking through the same position of other players that were drafted and you know, some of the things that I see is I really hope that Mike Mayock and John Gruden are really confident in this selection because I know that Mayock is the draft guy, as what you like to point out. Um, and so I'm looking that there are a couple of offensive tackles that actually rated higher that went well after Leatherwood. That kind of concerned mm-hmm. me. And one of them was to our division rival, the Broncos. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just... I just hope that Mike Mayock and John Gruden aren't overthinking football in the sense of they're trying to get cute, you know, and they're trying to get these diamonds in the roughs and, oh, with a little bit of development, they could be great, and yet they never develop, which is something I get concerned with. Now, 
with Trayvon, I'm actually really excited about him. He's one of the top rated safeties. And, you know, one of the things we do need is we do need a safety that is actually more coverage based rather than, you know, splitzing and ball hawks and, or excuse me, run stopping, because that's what we have with, um, with Jonathan Abram and re-signing Carl Joseph, who's our former first round pick as well. So, you know, I am, I am, you know, glad that we did get him. There are some reports that it was another reach that we probably could have got him a little bit later. And, you know, if they feel like they got the right guy, go ahead. I'm not surprised that the Raiders have rumors that they reach for certain guys, but if they feel like they fit, they feel like they can fit. Um, one of the signings that I'm glad that we did though, was uh, Casey Haywood jr. Who was a former charger yeah. Gus Bradley defensive coordinator for us now, former chargers. So that relationship is back. And, Gus Bradley had a really good relationship when he was with Legion of Boom in Seattle with the safety. So I'm really hoping that he really develops that and changes that mindset. And you had mentioned that you had heard that what they're planning to do with Jonathan Abram, which is why they went safety heavy this draft, is put him in like a middle linebacker, kind of a down in the down in the block type of safety, right? Yeah. So um, I have seen that there the plan is that they're going to um, put him as a box safety is what they call it. So basically he's a safety technically, but he's going to be in the box. So it sounds like it's going to be um, one linebacker less Mm -hmm. and it's going to be um, Jonathan Abram in that situation, which you and I have been saying for over a year and a half that they need to do this, you know, because he's really good at stopping the run. He's such a good run stopping uh safety but his coverage is what killed us and mm-hmm. i mean i always reference the uh chiefs game uh when we were in vegas mm-hmm. uh where kelsey was just freaking wide open mm-hmm. and i remember arnett looking and was like dude what are you doing right like where are <laughs> you supposed this to guy be in the corner and you got kelsey in the yeah he's like where middle. are you supposed to be at man uh, so um yeah i um so I, I like that move. I think that would be an interesting move. And then it sounds like, uh, well, we uh, first off, with the Casey Hayward signing, we actually released Jeff Heath. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of notable to me. I figured maybe we should keep him. But, um, you know, I guess with us drafting, you know, two safeties in this draft, um, we had to let someone go besides Eric Harris, who went to mm-hmm. Atlanta. So um, we let go of Jeff Heath, which I I kind of don't like because he was kind of a veteran presence. So if this mm-hmm. Maury kid has a, a hard time, yeah, um, you don't really have that veteran presence. You have to either insert Carl Joseph, who who is good, but he's not really a free safety per se. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more of a strong safety, a, a little I would say a better version of a of a Jonathan Abram right now. Yeah. Um, and then you have um um oh I'm blanking on him. Who are you oh shoot, I blanked on on uh who it was. Well, anyway, you just you have all these all these safeties in this room, and I just I just feel like you're you're trusting this rookie who I think is really good. I don't think he's going to fail, but mm-hmm. there are gonna be some uh trials and tribulations for him, and he's gonna have some issues here and there he's going to get confused on the coverage because every safety does unless you know you're earl thomas Mm -hmm. uh, or ed reed or someone you know 
Um, so Troy Polamalu, I got to mention him too. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's there's so many of these guys who you know every now and then you just get confused and mm-hmm. I just you know it, it worries me that you don't have that veteran presence. I don't think Carl Joseph is a guy who can you can place in the free safety position now. You, they may they may try and put Arnett in the safety position if Morig is struggling. That mm-hmm. might be something, but that's you know we'll see. But for the most part, I felt like um, you know the whole Jonathan Abram in the box, a box safety, I think is a really good idea because, like I said, we just signed Carl Joseph back, mm-hmm. and he's good enough to start. And I think right now he's better in the safety position. A uh, strong safety position than what uh, Jonathan Abram Abram is right now because of his coverage, mm-hmm. um, and actually that's what Carl Joseph really struggled with his first couple of years with the Raiders was his coverage. He was really good at run stopping, so with Jonathan Abram kind of having Carl Joseph there, he might be able to learn. So I felt like that was at first I was kind of like, dude, why are we getting him back? Like. Because we missed them. And but mm-hmm. to me now it's kind of like it kind of makes sense of the Jonathan Abram is really similar to what Carl Joseph was when he first came out. And they kind of had to develop him. And maybe they got him to kind of help Abram. Hey, you gotta focus a little bit here on the coverage part of this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens, but um for the most part, I was really happy with Alex Leatherwood, to be honest. Um, it, like you said, it was a need. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we could have got him later, but you know what? I've I've seen all the reports. It could have been a smokescreen to get them to draft because if you're going to manipulate any team to just reach for anyone, uh, it would be the Raiders right now. I mean, we've seen three years of this crap. Yeah, uh, and they're pretty much they're like, yeah, <laughs> the Raiders are going to just, you know, if we tell them, hey, we want him, they're going to grab him real quick and and uh, they'll leave the guy that we really want. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like that's being well known in the league right now, which is kind of sad <laughs> um, anyway. Um, so and I like Trayvon Morick. I think that was a really good pick. He's a guy I really wanted. And everyone was like, well, you guys could have literally got him in the first round and then get Alex Leatherwood in the second round. Maybe that maybe that's the case. But either way, we got the guys. So it it really doesn't matter at this point to me. Um, I was a little confused on why we got Tyree Gillespie out of um, out of uh, what is it? Vanderbilt. Yeah, I I only I think that was because he's a Missouri. I'm sorry. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm checking out his stats right now. I think it's because he is – well, I don't know why we got him. I know that there was another player we drafted that <laughs> no, he was actually – he, <laughs> he was a taller safety, I think, that we drafted. And, like, um, who was the safety that we got? So, Divine Delo- Diablo? Yeah, I think so. He's, like, 6'3", six, three six, or something three. like that. Yeah. 226. Yeah. So he's, like – but also, too, his rating is he's very good at – angles and he's got a lot of speed for his height and so he's going to be more of a good defense uh, like a special teams gunner and probably situationally like in in a safety you know depending on the depth and you know if he makes of course the main roster then you know that's probably what we'll see him at but you know we're really gung-ho about safeties and i think that's because it's gus bradley's type of defense so i just hope it works out 
I think one of the things I was concerned with with the Raiders draft pick is, especially with Leatherwood, you know, the thing I saw about him on social media wasn't like, oh, you know, he's a good player. It was he's known as the Mr. Meme guy. He's got over a thousand memes saved on his phone. So when I see that come across the headline when the Raiders draft a player, that doesn't tell me that we've got a good player. That makes me worried that we didn't do enough homework or we're really trying to you know, really trying to be magicians here with these picks and not really study who we're going for, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's a head scratcher. I mean, uh, quick, let's let's do this quick and then we need to go to a break. But an overall grade for the Raiders draft this year in your mind? I would say probably a C plus. I think it was the having three safeties is what's doing it for me. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the rating. I just think we wasted three picks on the same position when we already have about four other players at that exact same position. So yeah. it's, we're getting a little top heavy in that. And I think overall that would make for me, that would be like a C I would have been okay going in offense as in replacement of one of those safeties. If we like a, a wide receiver or another, yeah. like a fullback type of position yeah. or something rather than an extra safety. Yeah, the first two picks for me were were really good, in my opinion. Uh, I would say C-plus as well. I'm with yeah. you. One of those safety picks, to, to, be, to be honest, the Tyree Gillespie, I feel like we could have got a receiver. What receiver? Mm-hmm. I mean, there, was a, there were two receivers I really like that were going to be in the seventh round. So we could have got them way later. Um, us drafting another center was a little weird to me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can never have enough, you know, depth in, at, at offensive alignment. So it doesn't really bug me that much, but yeah, I think C plus, I would have liked to them to go after a receiver, like a Tyler Vaughn's from SC or, um, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name, but a kid out of San Jose state. Uh, he was just a beast in the mountain West. So, um, you know, those two guys I would have really liked to have seen. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, they didn't. And, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't cry over spilled milk. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. When we come back, we will get into some uh, Giants baseball and a little of Lakers basketball. All right, Cody, my favorite subject. Uh, we are going to be talking about baseball. And in particular, we get to talk about the San Francisco Giants. I'm so excited. Yeah, as, as my wife is now probably putting headphones into her ears right about <laughs> now. Uh, if you don't know, my wife is a Dodger fan, a lifelong Dodger fan, and I am a lifelong Giants fan. So, And you guys are happily um, married, is that correct? We are happily married, yes. She <laughs> loves me and I love her. Um, <laughs> well, Until baseball really season starts. Yes, then... <laughs> I can't really speak for her, but... Um, you know, which actually... Well, I'll get into it later, but um, yeah, the Giants first place in the NL West. Yes, Mm -hmm. I know everyone. It's the beginning of May. I understand. I've watched baseball long enough to where you cannot say, oh, yeah, we're first place. We're the best team. Like I know I've been there. (laughs) Okay, I've seen the Giants start in first place and end in third place. It's Mm -hmm. yeah, I've I've seen it. So I know. Uh, But anyway, um, So the Giants are in first place, and it's been really weird how they've gotten into first place. Uh, 
Now, because I've been basically incapacitated for a whole month, I've been able to watch a lot of Giants baseball. <laughs> but at the end of April, we ended in first place, which no one saw coming. I mean, with the Padres uh, roster, with the Dodgers basically getting almost everyone back, uh, you know, minus a couple of players, but, you know, they're them adding a lot of their young, uh, you know, phenom superstar guys that they, they got coming up. Um, you know, this Dodger team is good. This is a good Dodger team. Um, but we have benefited from a few things. Bellinger getting injured really early for the Dodgers. Uh, looks like Kershaw is now hurt. Uh, Trevor Bauer had a really bad first outing. Um, but then he kind of he kind of shorted up, but then he struggled against the Padres. Um, you know, Walker Bueller has been Walker Bueller, he's been fine. Um, but the biggest issue for the Dodgers right now is their bullpen. Their bullpen has been terrible. Um, and so we're really benefiting from that um because they're losing their leads, which is phenomenal. Um, but, uh, you know, do I see that continuing? No, I think this Dodger team is still way too good. The run differential, they're still plus 37. That's best in the division. The Giants are actually second with plus 30. Um, so, you know, take what you will from that, but, um, the Dodgers are, I think they're okay in, in, uh, in the run department there. Um, and then you had the Padres who Blake Snell has not looked like the Blake Snell that we saw in Tampa Bay. Uh, Fernando Tatis, he's been great, but he got injured real early, actually against the Giants, the, like the first game against the Giants that they had. So, um, you know, that would, that kind of set them back. Manny Machado does not look like Machado that we saw in Baltimore or even LA. Mm -hmm. Um, he just looks like he doesn't really give one way or the other. <laughs> he doesn't really care. Basically yeah. Eric Hosmer has been okay for them. Uh, Grisham has been really nice for the Padres. Uh, Tommy Pham is almost unplayable at this point for the Padres. So they have some issues here and there, but um, the Giants, they have a lineup. And this is what I said on here on Drew Code. I, Cody, as my witness here, and probably uh, you avid listeners, um, the Giants are going to be a hard out. It's not that I think they're this great team, but they're tough to beat because all they do is have these guys that make contact. They're guys that do not strike out a ton. Brandon Bell has one of the best eyes in baseball. Is he every baseball player will strike out? Okay, let's let's get that off the table. Let's not be like, whoa, you know, Bell struck out today. Uh, whatever. Okay, every player does. But Brandon Bell has one of the best eye as a hitter. He's so good at knowing what pitches in the strike zone and what's not. Um, Buster Posey has been amazing. Buster Posey looks like like 2013 Buster Posey, which is like <laughs> crazy. He was like MVP. Um, you know, um, Evan Longoria has been really nice. Wilmer Flores has been phenomenal out off the bench. Um, Tommy Lastella had a really slow start, but he's starting to kind of get there. Um, I oh man, I'm missing a lot of guys. I know, um, Yaz, unfortunately he's gotten injured, but we've had guys who stepped up into the role and have done really well. So I'm, I'm really pleased with this team, to be honest. Um, the giants are a tough team and this is what I had. This is what I was saying to you, Cody, before 
This pitching rotation is very underrated. Yes, mm-hmm. you have Johnny Cueto. We already know that. Kevin Gosman had a resurgence last year, and he's continued it this year. He's looked really good. The players that I was I was really liking, but a lot of people didn't because of their injury history, Anthony DeScalafani, who has been nothing but solid. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Sanchez, who has been really good for us. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm off of Logan Webb. I want to get rid of Logan Webb as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, they keep fantasizing struggling. Logan Webb, but um, um, oh man, I'm I'm missing the other the our other uh picture rotation. But Alex Wood, Alex Wood, he has been phenomenal, and yeah. he, um, forgetting him because he didn't start the year; he was on the injured list. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have a. Re- I mean, Alex Wood. And Aaron Sanchez and Anthony DeScalafani, if they can stay healthy, this is a wicked rotation because Alex Wood at one point was considered to be uh, better, was going to be the number one guy who was going to overtake Clayton Kershaw in the Dodgers rotation. But mm-hmm. he, had inju- he had a lot of injuries and never got to that point. Um, then you have um, Aaron Sanchez, who was supposed to be the savior of Toronto but he had a lot of injuries. He actually had a tip of his finger cut off because he kept getting blisters. There it was like an infected fingertip. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, and then um, we talk about um, Anthony Descalafani. He was once Johnny Cueto left Cincinnati, he was supposed to be the guy. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately he kept getting injured. So these guys have the talent to be number one guys. It's just, and actually you could say the same for Kevin Gosman. Kevin mm-hmm. Gosman was that guy in Baltimore, but he just couldn't get it together and he had injuries. So this resurgence in San Francisco is actually really good for the giants organization because now they can get guys who are like, Hey, I had a kind of a rough year. I want to come to San Francisco. I want to get better. I want to figure it out. And then they go. So, or they might stay. Who knows? Uh, Johnny Cueto kind of was doing that. He was kind of on the downturn in his career in Cincinnati, came to San Francisco and basically have found a home since he's been here mm-hmm. and has done really well for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's very encouraging. And let's talk about this. The bullpen is not the greatest, but it is good. Jake McGee has had some struggles as of late, so he's going to have to really shore that up. Um, but overall, like Tyler Rogers has looked really good out of the pen. He's been surprisingly good. Um, uh, Matt Weisler, Matt Whistler, excuse me, he started off really rocky, but he's starting to kind of settle down and he's starting to get it a little bit. Um, Caleb Berger has been actually, to me, has been really good. Um, his stuff has been has been really good. He's gotten a couple of um, unlucky falls for him, but for the most part, I really like this bullpen. I really like this pitching rotation. I think this rotation is solid if we can stay healthy. Um, as I say that, and Cueto is was injured, but he's coming back. Um, you know, and and uh, this this lineup like I said, is, is a tough out. They're not easy to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like this Giants team. Do I think they're going to end up in first place? No, I, I would still say they're probably going to be third place still because 
Padres and Dodgers are still hovering, even though they have all these struggles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they're fully healthy, you know, all bets are off at that point. But do I see the Giants possibly making it into the postseason? It's a possibility. Uh, the Mets, the Braves, you know, those are teams that we kind of have to watch out for and, and, you know, like Brewers and Cubs. But <clears throat> I think the Giants right now, they're a scary team. This is a really good team. I, I, I'm really excited about uh, watching them uh, for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, like what you were saying, the pitching is probably the most um, most surprising, I would say, because last year was the bullpen was what really let us down. I think you know what we talked about prevented us from getting into the playoffs um, potentially because I mean, how many of those games were winnable where the bullpen just let it go and you know blew a save? Um, And you know, again, the starting pitcher did great to hold the game. Offense was there, and you know the setup or the closer just let it go. Um, one of the things I'm really proud of with the starters, though, is that they're keeping the walks at a decently low rate. Like Alex Wood, yeah. who's pitched, you know, 23 innings, has only walked five people, and he struck mm-hmm. out 22. And you and I, and I was texting you when I saw him pitch one, one of the games, and you were saying, you know, he's not a high strikeout guy, even though he's getting a good amount of strikeouts. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing like seven or eight a game uh, since that he's pitched so far. But what he does is he has, he basically, what I think how you explained it is. He sets up the batter to hit into the play to get the to get the quick out. He's not somebody that likes to, you mm-hmm. know, throw a fastball by you, or he's not trying to. He's he's not trying to. He's pitching for the ground ball as well. Yeah, is. and yeah. he's what he's doing is he's. I think what he's doing is, and I think you explained this to me is he's baiting the batter to get a hit to get the ball in play in the ground, and then just have the defense play from there. Which what does it do? It saves pitches. Because mm-hmm. one of the things you don't want Alex Wood to do is wear out. And I think that's one of the reasons why, too, that um, Aaron Sanchez, um, uh, Ron Sanchez, or is it Aaron or Ron? It's Aaron. It, Aaron, okay. Where his, he may not last more than five innings, but hey, his, hey, Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. <laughs> his, uh, his outings may not last more than maybe five and a third innings, mm-hmm. um, but he's still producing about seven and a half strikeouts as well. So they're getting a lot of those outs, but. Another thing too, though, is they're preserving him for a long haul. So, you know, when Tyler Rogers comes in to set up, hopefully when McGee turns this around, it's going to help preserve a lot of that as well. When Cueto comes back, that's going to just be additional depth. So we'll see. I'm really excited about uh, Gosman um, doing as well as he is, especially he's a bit older. And so the fear is that he's not going to be able to keep this up. So hopefully the Giants just can hang in there. I know that one of our biggest... uh, things though is on the road we're not very good we're only eight and ten on the road and you need a win on the road but in relation to on at home we're ten and three so that's one of the things that we got to translate our winning over to the road to compete i mean i think we could get into the playoffs or at least a wild card and i agree we're going to come up with tough competition you know um you know we're going to have to beat out the mets or the braves uh, you know, there could be the Cubs that make a late season run, which they've done the last three years that we're going to have to probably worry about. So um, I, I think that we can at least finish second in the division. I, I kind of feel like that the Padres are kind of figuring everything out. And I feel like the Giants internally are a lot stronger. And also, too, I just saw that their Joey Bart got called up to AAA. So he could be playing, um, you know, in a couple of months. And that could give actually, Buster Post. He actually uh, pinched hit uh, last night. Joey yeah. Bart. Yeah. So if he becomes like 
you know, on the main roster more consistently, that gives Buster Posley some more time off to where he's a lot fresher at, towards the end of the season because mm-hmm. his bat has been really good and he's been great behind the plate. I mean, him calling games yeah. has been really good. And I think I've seen that he's actually throwing out a lot more um, attempted steals than previous seasons. So he's doing he's doing a lot better. So yeah, and I think that season off really helped. So yeah, I think it got him healthy. To be honest, like I'm not saying he was ever injured, but you know, it gave his body a rest for a whole year. You know, it, he wasn't mm-hmm. uh, straining it. You know, being in the squat, as uh, you know, Mike Ruko famously always says. Um, and, um, you know, he, he had a, a whole year off to just kind of like be with his family. I mean, I'm not saying he, he wasn't working out. I mean, I'm sure he was, but you know, that doesn't do as much strain as like being a catcher, you know, um, my dad, he had played catcher in high school and he just told me all these war stories and you know, ever since I always said, I never want to play catcher, like, mm-hmm. you know, catcher, you got to be a special type of, uh, of, you know, guy person to play a catcher. Um, you know, I'm not crazy enough to do that because I just, I don't want to have, you know, my shoulder ripped out of its socket, which right. happened to my dad. So I was just like, nah, I'm not a catcher. <laughs> that's someone else. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Um, you know, we're probably not going to get to Lakers, you know, yeah, they're dipping, they're dipping in, in sixth place, but we feel they, we figure they're going to make it to the playoffs, right, Cody? I think they will. I just, I want to make sure that their chemistry is sorted out. Cause that's something I don't want them working on in the playoffs. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's going to be that's tough. Kinda, to, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my only, tough. that's my only thing about that. <laughs> but you know, we're probably not going to make it to the, to the Lakers talk cause we're running out of time anyway, but I did want to say this. I I've been watching uh, my my brother in law. Uh, he made it on the uh, on the varsity team at uh, Singer High School. So shout out to uh, Diego there. Um, and so we've been watching his games, and um, we haven't really been able to go. And there has been someone who uh, has like a GoPro and has been putting it up and uh showing the game on his gopro so we've been watching it on our tv so we're trying to watch as many games as we have been but now they're letting more and more people so actually i'm going to be going to his game tomorrow and it's just i i i do focus a lot on the catcher because it is an important position Mm -hmm. and it's a tough position as well but one of the it's one of those few that you can really see even if you don't understand baseball you can really see if someone knows how to play or not, you know, at catcher specifically. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, I seem to always watch the catcher position, whether I'm at a high school game or professional game or whatever it is, I always seem to watch the catcher because I'm so fascinated because I didn't play it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm so fascinated by who can play this position and how good are they are, you know, can they, can they frame, can they block, Mm-hmm. You know, um, can they throw out guys at second, you know, and then, hey, are they, you know, are they making the smart plays when the ball is, you know, bunted or, you know, whatever it may be. So um, I'm always fascinated with a catching position. So mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of funny. But, you know, watching these Sanger games, man, I don't it makes me. I mean, I want to go out there and like do things, you know, right. I want to be like, oh, let me help you out here. 
And, um, but I, I do, again, I want to shout out my brother-in-law. He's, he wasn't even sure he was going to make it to varsity. He kept telling, you know, I was trying to encourage him and he was like, I don't know. He goes, I mean, I'm a junior, so it's not that big of a deal. He's like, they have a lot of guys who are coming back from football. So he was just kind of like, I I don't know. He's like, I want to make the team, but if I do, I'm probably not going to play. And he goes, so I kind of have to outweigh like, do I want to play a lot or do I want to be able to say I made varsity? So mm-hmm. that was kind of like his conflict. Well, he made varsity and he thought he wasn't going to be playing a lot. He pinched hit a couple of times and was doing, he was getting hits when he was going up there. So then they kind of, all right, let's, let's, you know, see him a little bit earlier as a pinch hitter, not, you mm-hmm. know, later. And then he started, he kept hitting, he kept getting the ball in play, kept doing what he needed to do and shows up to practice. And, um, you know, and, and actually yesterday uh, was their first game of, of their league. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, basically in their division. And uh, he started at, at designated hitter. So mm. he started from sitting on the bench, probably low man on the totem pole has worked his way up into a starting rotation at least here and there in which and he he was the only one who produced an rbi and a run scored so that was that was pretty cool for uh for us to watch so shout out to you diego uh keep going strong man and and singer baseball man you know if you guys aren't doing well i'll talk about you on here (laughs) shout out diego that's awesome yeah so, all right. Well, uh, Cody, do you have any final thoughts on today? What we've talked about, maybe get a little more Lakers talking. Here? Well, we'll see about next week. Um, I think there's only like eight games left for the Lakers. So we'll see where we're at come next week. But yeah, you know, it's an exciting time. I mean, draft just happened. We're going to have training camp in a couple of weeks and, yeah. uh, Baseball is going to get underway. I know we're going to go through like a kind of a slow period through June and July where it's not a hundred percent exciting, but how dare you baseball's always exciting, Cody. Yeah. 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 But, uh, and then we'll see, man, cause, uh, NBA playoffs are going to get to come faster than we think. And then before we know it, we won't have it. And then football comes right up. Then we got fantasy football. So it's great stuff coming up. So yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited. Um, you know, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping to um, see the see the singer Apaches uh, win tomorrow. We've uh, the same the team has not been hitting well, um, so mm-hmm. we're kind of at a slump when we don't need a slump. Like we started off really hot, like mm-hmm. we were just winning games, and it was teams that we should be, but like we were hitting really well, and now we're kind of kind of dialed that down and and so and we have a really tough schedule ahead of it so i was telling you about the schedule so yeah uh, we'll see we'll see how they do but um i'm really excited to be able to go and watch baseball again just i don't care if it's high school or whatnot i mean i know the fresno grizzlies here just started um and um my wife and I, we've both been vaccinated. So we were talking about maybe going to one of the MLB parks that has the only vaccinated section. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to do that, but that is something that, you know, it would be fun to to go and do since we were responsible adults and got our vaccines. So, 
Well, I'm pleased to tell you that we are also fully vaccinated. So now hey, I, all right. I, I can finally go to the gym with you once I'm done with surgery and recovered. So yeah. Wait, so hmm. well, we we better close. We're gonna get into it and we, we better not. <laughs> we'll talk so, about this uh, after show. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, folks. We haven't we haven't had a Drew code in a while. Um hey guys, thank you for listening. Um I do want to just bring up real quick. Um, I have been planning on doing the one giant step uh, blog. I haven't been able to, as I said, we've been going through some stuff. So um, as soon as I, as soon as I can start writing again, I'm going to definitely do that. So um, I'll let you, I'll probably post it on, on Twitter. Um, But uh, yeah, I'm, I am still planning on doing that blog. So if you, so if we bring it up, it is because I am going to still do it. I just, <laughs> this, this month has been crazy. Okay. Life's happened, people. Life's Life been- has happened. <laughs> um, so go check out all of our social media, which is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also YouTube. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, like our pages, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us. Uh, please, uh, if you want to comment or um, you know, ask us any questions or whatever it may be, please feel free to do so on any of those platforms. We want to hear you. Uh, we want to know what you guys think, or if you have maybe an idea for the show, maybe a question that you want us to answer on the show, whatever it may be, please let us know. We always want to hear from you. Um, and then also go check out, uh, like I said, in the beginning, all the uh, major podcasts, subscribe, rate and review. That's Google podcasts, uh, iHeart spotify and apple Podcasts. so go check us out like and review um and subscribe because uh you want to know when we we bring up these episodes because what if we take another month off you never know right so (laughs) never know if my other knee goes out like cody's um (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry you have two bad knees i only have one still right no, I have only. Well, okay, yeah, you're right. I got both of them. Both of them <laughs> both are pretty them. bad. One's worse than the other one. So yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I can only do that for now until my other knee goes out. So right. <laughs> I gotta, it's... I gotta get all the jokes in now. <laughs> um, but no, go. Uh, you know, we always, like I said, we, you know, we want to hear from you guys. Please rate and review. Like I said, if it's a one star, let us know what we can do better. If it's five star. Uh, let us know what we're doing so we can continue to do that. So, um, and then go check out fnxfitness.com. They got a great, uh, as I stutter there, great um, workout supplements, workout gear. Um, I was so, see, I'm so, now I'm going to get depressed again because I just finished my vanilla uh, protein uh-huh. and I was going to get on the peanut butter cup one. I was so oh. looking forward to it. So I opened it and it smells so good. And I was like, yes. And uh, I had to go and hurt my knee, so I haven't been able to really do my workout routine, so I'm a little upset. So uh, now I'm depressed, but go check it out. I mean, they have really good stuff. Honestly, um, I've taken the creatine and the proteins there. Um, I've been thinking about the pre-workout, but I've seen some TikTok, funny TikTok videos that kind of make me not want to take those, but they have everything, like everything. So if you're even kind of interested just look at it and it'll give you a description of what it's supposed to do for you and uh why you why you should take it and all that so go check all this stuff out it's really cool stuff cody has a lot of the gear i have a shirt um 
I think that's it. <laughs> but, um, um, but yeah, they have a really cool gear. They've gotten a lot uh, more stuff, but they do still sell out really quickly. So, um, but uh, we can actually get you 15% off by using a uh, code that Cody will give to you right now. That's right, guys. All you guys need to do is go to DrewCodeSportsDoc.com. On our homepage, we have a partner's link that you click on, and then it takes you basically directly to the page where we have a special link that you guys go through for fnxfit.com you guys do all your shopping there get your creatine get your protein powder uh look around you guys will probably find whatever supplements that fits around whatever your fitness regimen or goals are and then also go check out the gear i do have a majority of the gear and i'm actually planning to get more of it because they've just dropped new uh hat merch uh they've got some new bottles out so i'm definitely going to be getting a lot of that stuff because i'm a huge fan of that and I'll just probably, you know, take a bit of the protein from Drew because there's no way he's finishing that on his own. But regardless of that, though, guys, all you guys need to do is go there and then use Drew code 15 to get 15% off the purchase at the time of checkout and then enjoy all the benefits of that. And while you guys are at DrewCodeSportsDoc.com, you guys can surf around the site and check out live links to our social media to click on to you know, you guys can follow or like our pages directly from our website. Uh, you guys can listen to full episodes of not only Drew Code, but our previous podcast show, Two Bays in a Pod, where we've got some funny videos still left over from those that you guys can listen to and also YouTube shows, our YouTube videos that we put on there as well. So you guys definitely go check out our website, listen to us wherever you guys get your podcasts, follow us on social media. We'll, we're trying to post a little bit more, but like we mentioned, life happened in between. So we got to we gotta play catch up. But regardless, yeah. you guys, we appreciate you guys hanging, hanging in there with us and listening. And we cannot wait for next week to talk to you guys again. So with that being said, guys, we will see you next week. Before we end, Cody and I are in the Fantasy Basketball Championship. Oh, that's so correct. I am going to try and post as much as I can um every day at the end of the day or maybe at the beginning of the day of what the score is um so you guys can follow along it's a two-week championship Mm -hmm. um so we'll see he just got kevin durant back and he's been you know doing really well for him um right now i have zach levine down so uh i'm a little worried but we'll see we'll see what happens right now i haven't checked it today but at the beginning of today i was it was almost 300 up so well, well i've closed i've closed the gap a little bit but okay. you're you're still in the lead so i haven't i'm not that good but we'll see it's got two weeks so we'll see how it plays out so yeah we'll, ha- we'll have to keep you guys updated so you can see so it's a true code championship so i just wanted to bring that up before we end <laughs> that's awesome all right guys well i think that's it for us so we'll see you all next time see you